0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Kevin Kaufman, your host of the Kevin and Fred Next Level Podcast, the podcast where we bring you weekly business tips and tricks, as well as in-depth interviews with leading minds in real estate and entrepreneurship to help you take your business to the next level. Jason Fraser, how's it going today, buddy? Good, Kevin. How you doing, man? Doing good, my man. Hey, uh, Jason Fraser, founder of the Agent Marketer, uh, joining us today on the Next Level Podcast. Thank you for joining me. me and uh, man, I'm I'm glad we finally got to do this. We've tried to schedule this a few times now, and had some crazy scheduling, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: no, and that's uh, it's you know when you when you have two busy people and uh, and then trying to schedule an actual time to where you're quiet, and you don't have phones ringing and notifications to do this, it gets it gets crazy.
0: No doubt, well, hey man, I thought it'd be cool to have you on the podcast. Obviously, as you know, my podcast is mostly aimed at realtors uh There's some lenders and, and a few other people in our industry as well, and some entrepreneurs. I try to bring in people who don't just sell real estate uh, or don't just do one thing or the other. but I try to get a good mix because i one of the things I've always tried to do in my real estate career is learn from those around me, uh, yeah. both that are like serve our industry like you do, like you're obviously. A player inside of our industry with all the things that you've got your hands in, which I, I'm excited to talk about, but also uh, some of the other people who just aren't even, they're nowhere closely related to real estate because I think in a way it's all related because it's all business, right? Yeah. And, uh, and so I thought it'd be cool to talk uh, talk to you obviously with your experience as you know, with founding the Agent Marketer. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got a lot of things there that are tangible that can help realtors, uh, but you also have a unique experience with the with the mortgage industry and your background and all yep. the things that you've done speaking and kind of growing uh, these social influence and circles over the last couple of years as well, uh, that I thought it'd be really cool just to kind of have a good conversation and, and kind of let's start though with like, who is Jason Frazier? I just did a terrible job introducing you. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll let you actually introduce yourself now.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, for those that don't know me, um, Jason Frazier, uh, founder of the Agent Marketer, um, uh, I've, uh, been a mortgage exec for the, or was mortgage exec for, uh, 10 years uh, started in 2009, mortgage business is a family business for me. So I was born into the mortgage industry, uh, mortgage industry, and then uh, had a few uh, family members that were also in uh, real estate. If you back in Merrill Lynch days, if you remember when they did uh, real estate, so it, it, it was a long time. And then also Mason McDuffie, uh, real estate back in the Bay Area, and so uh, it's it's been it's been in my blood. It's it's not where my path took me um, prior to that. Uh, my background is all in uh, venture capital and technology startups. I used to work for Peter Thiel, who was the founder of PayPal. Um, so I came up with a lot of those guys. Uh, I used to work with uh, uh, Keith Raboy, who was the founder of Open Door. So there's a lot of crossover between the guys that came up with Facebook and and stuff of that. LinkedIn uh, was a consultant for LinkedIn in the beginning, and uh, uh, you know, and these are the main networks and people and players that are kind of shaping what we're doing as a society today. And uh, good or bad. <laughs> it's just kind of what it is. And so, um, you know, in 2009, I decided to enter, uh, to enter the the mortgage industry because I saw, I saw a good opportunity because at that time in 2009, especially in mortgage is like, it was the old, it was the old days, like, it, you know, faxes and old computers and it was just bad. Marketing was horrible. So I saw an opportunity to do something different. And so I got to do that the last 10 years uh, with Base McDuffie and, and do some new things and some cool stuff. And you know, I started uh, helping agents and loan officers, and uh, the end of 2011, 2012, with modern marketing, social media, and at that time, every single agent, every single loan officer, told me that they would never get any business off of Facebook. And uh, social media would never be something to where that was a, a business driver, which we all know how silly that sounds now. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's you know that you know I I've always been what they call a contrarian. I always do things a little different and not just be a contrarian. Like anyone could just be different and not do and do something against the grain. But I I I come at it from a, a point of of doing this. And you and I talked about this uh, last week when it comes to like chaos and and things changing in the industry. Is is I look for the opportunities. I look for where the difference is because there's always an opportunity in everything when anything happens and so um, that's what I've kind of built my career on and in, in 2016 I started to go all in on the personal uh, branding after uh, hearing Gar- Gary Vaynerchuk speak live and and so I did that I created the brand the real estate cio and I did that for two years and and then that that um, like you, you know you mentioned speaking at that has turned into um, d- doing a, a lot of public speaking so you know I've been a national speaker for the last year and a half going around for from New York to San Francisco, talking at Inman Connect, Housing Wire, uh, California Association of Realtors, a lot of a lot of different um, real estate and mortgage events uh, talking about branding, talking about, uh, you know, uh, modern marketing, social media, uh, flash briefings, podcasting, anything you could think about, because in our business, there's such an opportunity for loan officers and agents to take advantage of this. To me, I look at it as social media was made for our industry because it allows us to connect with more people and and reach out and create a brand.
0: Yeah. You know, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the the reality is, uh, people who have an, who, in an industry like ours, where the per, the salesperson, if you will, is really is the brand, right? Yep. Um, and because it's because it's built on relationships. And well, not not to say that it's all built on relationships, but, but the majority of it is. I know that's the way my business uh, has always run is is around relationships and forming new ones, and of course nurturing those. And I agree. I don't think there's a better tool. It's it's almost like social media was made perfectly for the independent contractor or yeah. somebody who's, who's regard, like they've got to go out and kill their own food. Right. It's made yeah. for that person.
1: Oh yeah, totally. And, and that's cause we, you know, we both know branding is such a, is is such, is such a key for us. And, and what, and we've had this discussion, um, you know, offline. And I, I know I've, I've heard you talk about it. We've seen it in the Facebook groups and stuff. Um, especially when people talking about like the brand of whether it's KW, EXP, Compass or whatever it is. The brand helps, right? The brand helps, the brokerage helps. But when it comes down to it, you, the agent, are the face to that client, right? They're not. They're probably not coming to you because you're at Remax, right? They're probably coming to you because you're you, right? They saw a video of you, a Facebook Live or an ad, something in a magazine, a billboard, whatever it is, with your messaging in your face or hearing your voice or whatever that is, and they decided to come to you, right? Now, maybe sometimes they looked up a brokerage. I personally don't know, Anybody that does that, they you know they go on Yelp or whatever. They don't type in oh, Remax. What's what's the best Remax agent? They type in what's the best agent, right? And so the person that's going to come up is going to be you. It's going to be rebrand. and I'm not picking on Remax. I just it's just popped up. But like you know Keller Williams or EXP or whatever, it really comes down to that agent and the brand because in the end of the day, um, our industries have become commoditized when it comes to mortgage and real estate. And so the only thing that people are going to remember is as how you make them feel. And that all comes back to your brand as an agent and what you're putting out there.
0: Yeah, man, I I totally agree. Uh, You know, too the the other piece of it, I think why what you do is so important and the message you've been preaching is is so important. And it's the same thing I've been preaching to the agents on our team. uh, real, especially really hard for the last year, year and a half is because uh, so many people in our industry are, are so worried about Technology, you know, you mentioned open door earlier, like yep. t- technology and and disruption, etc. And you know that that's gonna whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. I, we yep. can't stop that, right? That that train, yep. that ship has sailed. The train is going already. What we can do though is we can sort of protect our house. And the way we do that is is build stronger relationships. I'll tell you, uh, you know, Stevie D, right, with yep. with Fidelity yep. uh, in sync, and, and so Steve's a friend of mine. I was I was texting him last night because I saw a video he posted on uh on linkedin talking about uh a story of uh, the brand the company chewy have you heard of them they deliver dog food yeah yeah. other things right and his mom unfortunately her dog just passed away no and so she canceled her order on chewy and you know it's got a little Mm -hmm. questionnaire like what's going on did you find another thing or you know did the dog unfortunately pass away it gave like four or five options and she selected the door that you know unfortunately the dog passed away well Dude, less than I think it was three days later, he said, a bouquet of flowers and a condolence card showed up at the front door with a handwritten note. Literally, and even with the dog's name, like that is yeah. a company who is doing what we can do so much easier on this one-to-one scale. Like doing that big time, like what a great example. And I feel like if we don't treat people like that and we don't take the time to really build our brand with with our circle. Like we could be left in the dust when it comes to this disruption game.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's a hundred percent because when it comes down to it is, is when, you know, when people are like, oh, we got to stop this, we got to stop that that just puts you in a defense mentality and that defense isn't going, it's not like sports defense isn't going to win you the championship in this one, right? You have to, like you said, protect your house. How am I going to build a stronger house? How am I going to build a stronger brand? And, and what you just said is a perfect example of a lot. And, and I, I equate it to this, like I equate it to either you're in this business um, for legacy or you're not right you're either a creator or you're a worker you're either creating a brand creating a better experience or you're just transactional you just hey lead comes in i help them buy their house i help them sell their house and then i'm done and i'm on to the next right now look i am more for the former not the latter and if you're doing the latter fantastic you do you you do that until the wheels fall off 100% right that's it's not saying one's better than the other but what i will say is the transactional the the latter people those are the ones that are going to be challenged with all these things that are happening, like you said, Kevin, you cannot stop this stuff. You cannot stop what's happening. You cannot stop the iBuyers. You cannot stop Zillow from buying houses. You can't stop Zillow from doing mortgages. You can't stop any of that stuff. But what you can do is improve on what you're doing. Learn from the Zillow's and the open doors and stuff and what they're doing as we've seen some real estate shops do where they start, they're doing their own iBuyers, right? Like learn from what's working and make it your own. In, in every industry that's been disrupted, everything that we've seen that's happened across every vertical, across every company, those that focus on those things to adapt and increase market share through growth mentality, as opposed to defense mentality, they end up being just fine. It's the ones that are like, no, this is not going to happen, and we're going to fight it, and we're going to go, NAR, why aren't you doing anything? NBA, why aren't you doing anything? It's like, what do you want them to do, right? Like, what, They're not going to do anything. They should be helping us grow and, and focus on different things, but it's not about, it's not about trying to stop Zillow, which is just a fool's errand. It's about, and it's not really how to beat Zillow. It's about how to be something different or, or, or better than, right. It's something to be better with your own local. Cause that's one thing that a lot of agents don't talk about and they should be focusing on is like, no matter how great Zillow is and all these other ones, they cannot have the local presence and the local branding like you can right they cannot go outside and shake hands and have the face to face the belly to belly that's still just as important today as it is as it was 10 years ago it's even more important now because everyone's kind of getting sick of the automated technical crap
0: yeah i'll tell you you know it, it, that's so funny like people were worried about all these things that truthfully we we can't control and it, it, the what we can control is ourselves right yeah. and I, I actually believe this is an opportunity for us to take more market share There will be people that drop out and if we get really, like you said, this isn't a place where to play defense. We're actually got to go, the way you play defense in this scenario is by playing offense. Um, The example I'd like to give people, and I stole this from my buddy Templeton is, you know, we're never going to, as a realtor, I'm never going to have the ad budget, say of like Pepsi, right? Yeah. Um, But with Pepsi, if I listen to the radio and I drive down the freeway and I watch TV uh, what I'm going to see is I'm going to see a billboard with the Pepsi can. I'm going to hear the cracking of the can, that ah, sound or whatever. And I'm going to see that on TV as well. And i they're going to be everywhere I go. Well, I don't have a hundred million dollars a month to spend. Pepsi can literally be everywhere. Well, I can be like that though, to a, to a limited number of people, to a couple hundred, maybe even a, maybe even a couple thousand people. I can do it to them, but I can't do it to the whole world. So if I start to focus, in on those on those opportunities with my sphere of influence and the people around me and the people in my community and whatever my community whether that be demographic or geographic I can really make an impact and really by playing offense build a big wall around my business
1: yeah and that again that is just it's it's exactly just understanding the, the 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 logic behind what's happening like you know and I and I've written articles about this I've talked about this is look you are not going to compete as a singular agent. Like, guess what? Amazon could lose hundreds of millions of dollars to buy a market, right? Zillow can lose money as they have before to grab market share. They could lose $100 million. You as an agent or a brokerage or mortgage lender cannot. And so you can never compete on those levels of scale. But what you what you can do is compete locally, like you just said, which is 100% because they can't like from Zillow. And from Zillow standpoint, they can't just like, decide like okay we got to put everything into like phoenix right like they got to be national they're a national company right uh, uh uh quicken has to be a national company like and quicken's a perfect example they don't attract business they chase it the you, if you watch right you see and uh, quicken's actually losing a little bit of ground but they've been the number one uh, uh purchase lender for uh, for a while for you know a few years right But I will tell you right now, if Quicken stopped advertising, stopped buying Super Bowl commercials, stopped doing all the advertising and things that they're doing right now, they would lose a ton of business because they don't foster loyalty. They don't foster any type of attraction at all besides their advertising. That's it. Whereas you, Kevin and other people can attract people. People know you, they remember you, they remember how you made them felt. They remember that whole journey that you put them on. They remember, you know, what you did and, and, um, Eric Sachs, right? Perfect example, right? He he, and he he's a great guy. And and what's awesome is that the story that he he, he told me about being the Slurpee uh, realtor. I don't know if you ever heard it, but he talked about like as an agent, that's what he did. And so at you know when he we would he would you know give them the house, he would leave some nice things in in the house for them, and he would leave a Slurpee cup because that was what he you know he drove them around, he got a Slurpee, and that was the thing that resonated with people. People were thinking, well, like Slurpee, what is? It doesn't, it just has to, you guys got to think about terms of touch points, right? And that's what Zillow can't do. And that is what, that is what uh, uh, Rocket Mortgage can't do. That's what none of these big companies can do. But you as a hyperlocal agent can do all of these things.
0: Hey guys, I want to take a minute here to make sure you know all about the event, Next Level Agents Live, April 25th and 26th, 2019 in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is a two-day event brought to you by myself, Fred Weaver, and our business partner, Cody Gibbs. In, in the next level agents Facebook group. Now, this is going to be the best real estate event of the year, hands down, guaranteed, or your money back. We will be bringing experts from all sorts of different niches in real estate, leadership speakers, et cetera. You wouldn't even believe the cost. To go get all of the details and to register now, you can do that at nlalive.com. That's nlalive.com to register. We'll see you April 25th and 26th, 2019 in Las Vegas, Nevada for NLA Live 2019. See you there. Register now. Absolutely, man. I think that is uh, so straight on. And yeah, Eric's a great example of that. Uh, let me ask you this. I mean, because you're out in front of so many people uh, and, and you're, you're talking to agents and mixing it up with LOs and agents, et cetera, what are some of the fundamental things that you see are, are happening that probably could be an easy tweak for people? Like what are some of the most common errors uh, or maybe, maybe even not on the air side, but what are, what's like the one or two things somebody should be doing that most aren't at this point?
1: Yeah. So one, one, surprisingly enough, one is, um, is Facebook ads, right? Like, and I know it's going to sound stupid, like, okay, well, yeah, we've heard that a million times. And and one thing that I learned from Gary Vaynerchuk from at agent 2021 is that, look, a lot of the things that I know Kevin has talked about and Fred has talked about, you know, next level agents, the whole deal, like, and you might think, well, what's new? What's, look, the answer sometimes is the answer, right? I could switch it up or I could rephrase it a little bit and I could talk about something else, but sometimes the answer is the answer, right? And so, you know, the the thing that I see that agents not doing a lot is Facebook ads, but, but let me, and this is with a caveat, like, look, there's one thing that you can learn from like a Travis Tom or me or whatever about doing Facebook ads and, and getting leads and stuff but using Facebook ads to just simply build your brand and get in your face as many, as many pe- people as possible. So give, give me an example. So um, we did this thing in the age of marketer where I had everyone do uh, Dennis use dollar a day strategy. I had them record a vertical video talking about something about, why they do what they do or something about the local market. It doesn't, but not nothing about like, Hey, if you're looking to list your home, or if you're looking to to buy a house, choose me, but talk about themselves, talk about something personal, talk about something about their local area and do it and run it at a dollar a day. See how many views you get and see if you get any engagement or whatever and, and run it as a vertical, right? Do this. If you're spending $7 a day, right? that's nothing, you're spending $30 a month, every month just running vertical videos to a radius of that area, people will start to see your face, people will start uh, to hear your voice. And so the reason why I said that is because once you start doing that, you create reach and attention of what you look like and what you sound like. So when you do run that ad, and that's where the biggest mistake comes in, and this is where I'm kind of circling everything back, is that if, for example, right, if I've never met Kevin before in my life, And we're just walking down the street and Kevin goes, hey, I'm an agent. What do you want to to use me to buy your house? Are you thinking about selling your house? Like right at, just right or whatever, even though he could be a good guy and he's awesome and he's fun to talk to and stuff like that. That's like, whoa, that's like right there, instant sales pitch, right? But if I've seen Kevin around the neighborhood and he talks about smoking meats or he talks about a barbecue, he talks about this new water park that's coming around or he talked about the new White Castle that I heard that you guys are getting down there or something like that. He talks about stuff that's interesting that I care about And then at one point, Kevin talks about being an agent, right? Like that's how you need to do it. And so that's why doing these little vertical videos, the dollars a day is it allows people to get used to you so that when they do see an ad to where, you know, do you want to find houses under, you know, $400,000 or do you want to find out what your home is worth? Hopefully, and I've seen this work and I say hopefully because it doesn't work all the time. Like it's, it's a long game, but when you're doing things like that, that allows those ads to be uh, better received. And I've had proof of this, you know, in our coaching program where we've had people that have done those ads for months and then they go and run their first lead ad and they've spent less than five bucks and they end up getting four, four listing appointments, right? Like it happens and it's because they've created some form of trust by people seeing them enough. So that would be the one thing is, is using Facebook ads, not spe- specifically for lead generation, but building an awareness of your brand.
0: Yeah, exactly. You allow people to really start to develop a relationship with you yeah. digitally, and like you said, for a dollar a day, like it's such an easy strategy that I think so many people miss. I'm glad that that you said that one. You know, it, the example you gave about where you know had I approached you on the street and said, "Hey, want to buy a house?" Um, yeah. It reminds me of my buddy John Cheplak. He, he 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 equates that to you know, you meet somebody at a bar and you instantly ask her, Hey, you want to get married and have two kids like, you Why know, <laughs> yeah. that? My name, you know, my name yeah. is, John. want to get married and have two kids. You, yeah. you wouldn't do that. Right. Well, I mean, most, most, people, probably do that. <laughs> yeah. maybe, a, maybe a couple of realtors, I know, might, Um, but you know, so why would you do that with your, with your marketing or with your branding or with, you know, with your, uh, lead generation? It, it's not the way people communicate. And I think in my opinion, one of the bigger mistakes people make is, um, they don't communicate in marketing the way they communicate with a human being in person. And we've yes. got to, we've got to humanize it, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing that everyone that's listening to this podcast needs to understand. And this is, and this is the, this right here, what I'm about to say is, is what's really beneficial to us in this industry that are hyperlocal and that w- we've gone through the last 15 or 19 years of social media technology, the internet really coming together as a society to be comfortable living an online life, right? With the Venmo, uh, DoorDash, Uber, we're living that subscription-based life, right? Like so society's changed a bit, but what it comes down to is we're also getting fatigued with the constant marketing, the messaging, the commercial commercialization of everything is that, this is what I'm about to say is that, the most human company is going to win, right? The automated messages, the drips and all that stuff, fine, continue to do that stuff. But what it comes down to and what's been proven is that from a consumer level, customization, personalization, that human messaging, like you mentioned with um, Chewy, right? Uh, totally a perfect example of that. That is a human behavior, right? That is some, Now they may have used the, me- the automation for the mechanical pieces of that, right? And that's fine. But the whole process and the strategy is about being a human being and the more that you mix that into your messaging and marketing and 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 act as a as a human as a one to one as opposed to just a shotgun approach of hitting everything the more success you're going to have the more reach and you will win business especially now because the next you know, especially in our industry, the next 36 months are going to be telling for a lot of agents and a lot of loan officers. And to me, not just not just in our industry, but anyone that's doing any type of, of email, Facebook ads, whatever, the most human interest is what consumers are going to latch onto. And that is who they're going to end up using to do their business.
0: Yeah, man, I, I completely agree. So you just said something, and, and I know I promised I'd get you out of here uh, in not much more time. So uh, I'll start to wind down. But before I do that, let me ask you this. So what do you think is, I don't necessarily want a prediction. I'm not asking you to put you on the spot for yep. a prediction in the next 36 months, but you know, if you were given a realtor or a lender, uh, someone in sales, maybe even an insurance agent, somebody, some advice right now on, Hey, here's what I see coming in the next 36 months, or here's what I should really be doing. Like, and maybe it's someone close to you. Like, how are you advising them? Or what is it that you see coming that we need to maybe better prepare for?
1: Yeah. So especially, so, uh, you know, I'll start off with our industry and I, and I just mentioned it in the next 36 months. Now the real estate side, the, the, the benefit the real estate side has had is that they've been going through the disruption and they've been uh, adapting for the most part. You see like the rise of eXp, for example, right? A different way of doing the real estate business. You'd see rise of compass. KW is kind of doing a lot of new things right now. They're at least getting it, but I will. I will say, like you know, and again, nothing. I want everyone to understand everything that I, I'm very blunt, I'm very candid, but everything that I that I talk about is a, is, a, is a great appreciation and, and passion and respect for those that do your job, those that are loan officers, those that are real estate agents. It all comes from that because I want them to I want the best ones to win. Right, Because I don't want this industry to change from what it was. I want it to be done, but I want it to be done by the people that work in the trenches every single day. Now, let next 36 months, a lot of those people we talked about, kind of the have-nots, right the people that don't get it, the people that are transactional, they're going to go away. And that's going to be good for those that have decided to make this about legacy, about being a professional, about this is what I'm going to do for my life and this is it. And so those, and those people are going to end up winning. And when it comes down to it, based off of some of the stuff that we talked about. Now, when we talk about overall, when it comes to sales, you have to have the consumer's interest, right? And, in and the uh, agent marketer, we call it the three L's, which are pretty obvious, but it's like, you focus on content about what people like, what they love and where they live. And so from a, from a marketing standpoint, what I tell, what I've been going around and talking about a lot is that if you're looking for that first mover, if you're looking for a way to grab market share, if you're out, if you're looking for that way to grab interest, you got to look at what's trending and where we're going. And that is voice, right? That's podcasts, like, and podcasts aren't new, right? Podcasts have been a long, uh, around for quite a, quite a long time, right? Quite some time. A long time, but now it's really becoming mainstream where a lot, like, even if you, if you look in like a Tesla, like that podcasting is built into the dashboard, right? And that, and Teslas aren't new either, right? Like, so understand that they had the forethought of knowing like, this is where we're going for, for content consumption, right? Flash briefings right, that we do on uh, that, I'll say the Lexi because I don't want mine going off right now, but uh, the Amazon Echo devices, right, that are in everywhere that, you know, uh, that are, you know, millions, tens of millions of people have these, uh, last count was like around 85, have these devices in their house because they're doing it for other things. So from a sales perspective, what you, all you need to care about, right? People always get mixed in with like messaging, like I'm in insurance, I'm in, I'm in real estate, I'm in mortgage. You just have to have their intention for whatever reason that happens to be. And you could do that, do a flash briefing based off of news in your local market. And you could read it from other sources. You don't have to come up with it. And then every, and then once a day you have a, a a market update or new listings or something like that. The thing is, and you just do that one time, right? Once a week. Everything else is about interest. They learn to like you. That's almost like being, you get to be your own radio host like you do on a podcast, except flash briefing is more, you know, like a micro podcast level, you know, keep these things like around three to five minutes. But you can grab so much mind share and market share from doing this because this is where people are going. Like CNN just started a flash briefing. And the more that these mainstream media giants do this, the more that they shine a light on it to the consumer where consumers are like, what are flash briefings? I want to know. And then when they go to finally on, on Amazon to look for these things, they'll see, hey, the San Diego, uh, the San Diego news or San Diego, whatever. And, and if you're the first one to get that name, then that's you right? And that's what people are searching for. And that's what they find. And they're going to hear your voice. They're going to hear your, you know, they're going to uh, hear your branding, right? You know, talking about sponsorship and everything else. That is the advice I would give is to get on something that you could be a first uh, mover on. And just to take it just a little bit farther is that if you, if you look on a timeline, when it comes to consumption of any type of medium, whether it be a video or, you know, posting or Instagram or anything the I think we could all agree that if we could all go back in time and start a presence and influence on YouTube when it first started, before they started monetizing and everything else, you would, of course you would, right? You have that chance now with podcasts, you have that chance now, especially with flash briefings, cause they're so new, do these things. You will not be disappointed. This is why they're being integrated into homes. They're being integrated into cars. This is where people's content are going to, where most content's going to be consumed. And the reason why is that every single human being wants to make efficient use of their time and be able to do things while they're passively consuming content. And that is Flash Briefings and Podcasts.
0: Yeah, man, I think you nailed it. That was so good. Um, well, Jason, let me ask you this real quick. What's the best way for a listener or maybe somebody who's viewing this on, on uh, YouTube to uh to get a hold of you or to kind of keep up with what you're doing and whether that be speaking or just some of the other stuff you have going on.
1: Yeah, so uh you know, I have a couple websites but one is uh just go to the agent marketerpodcast.com so you could listen to episodes of uh my podcast, but I also have um a link to the agent marketer which is the coaching group. I have a newsletter you could sign up for when I talk to you and I'm starting to put kind of develop all of my content around that one uh branding element which is, you know, obviously that website. Um, and you could contact me off there. And like I said, you know, hear a lot of this stuff that we've been talking about and get it more in depth. And then also when I, um, you know, like next week, I'll be speaking uh, in Thousand Oaks to about uh, 200 agents about, uh, about marketing and stuff like that. And this is, it's kind of what I do. And, you know, just uh, when I do webinars and, and live podcasts, I'll be doing them on that site as well.
0: Right on. Well, I'm going to hit you with a with a new question, uh, that fastball. This will be the last one. line on this. What are your th- uh, three favorite social tools right now that you're that you're either using or checking out and considering to use that uh, that you're into?
1: Yeah. So one is Capwing, and that's K A P W I N G. And that for anyone that has followed me knows that I like to do memes, and so like. That's what I. That's what I do. It's all web-based, but you can also transfer those to your phone as well. But it's Capwing. It's easy way to do video because you could grab snippets from Giphy, you could grab snippets from YouTube directly into the program, and then create like you know the bottom bo- bo- borders and do your branding on there and different colors and stuff like that. So Capwing is one super cheap. Uh, another one is uh, Vingage, and that's V-E-N-N-G-A-G-E, and that is for doing infographs. If you want to grab attention doing graphics on social media, do infographs. And so um, so Vingage is what I use for for doing that. And then lastly uh, is uh, Snappa. So Snappa is a great way to do uh, – it's kind of like Canva. I, I, I'm not a big fan of Canva. I used to use Canva a lot, Same. but then I found Snappa. And haven't looked back, Snappa is super simple to create images of different size, and they have templates so you can just upload, uh, you know, upload images and stuff like that and just quickly make – Um, um, images for, uh, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, all that, all that good stuff. So those are the three tools that I'm using the most, because right now it's really about getting that visual element out on social media.
0: Right on, man. Well, hey, I really appreciate you uh, spending some time with us today on the Next Level uh, podcast. And uh, until I talk to you again, man, have a great day, Jason. I appreciate it, buddy. Hey, Kevin, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, man.